another episode of the Fan Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Uh, we're on Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Don't forget to like, subscribe uh, to the Fan Asia on uh, all major uh, podcast platforms, and also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Fan Asia. Uh, today we also have our regulars uh, minus one. We have from ESPN, Gino Rafino, and PBA Moralco Bolts, Chris Newsom. Uh, Javier's got family. I think he got someone pregnant. So, <laughs> damn. I don't Ooh, know. Quarantine, quarantine baby. He, he, it's yeah, quarantine baby. Quarantine baby. I don't know. He just said I'm busy, and I said, all right. I'll <laughs> Chris, how you doing? What's up? What's up with the PBA? The bubble? Uh, doing okay. We just watched the first game. Um, it's actually our pool time right now, so. Uh, everyone is down at the pool, and uh, I'm just here with you guys. So I decided, you know, the the podcast is definitely more important than swimming outside in the rain right now. Yeah, so, yeah, that's priorities. Uh, that's that's Chris, what the team's priority. doing right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, you don't want to get that is cool. accident. You know what I mean? When it gets slippery like that by the pool, you never know. You never. <laughs> yeah, you never. You never it's almost know. as slippery as the court. As right. The court <laughs> <laughs> tell us more but, about that tell us more about how slippery the court is yeah it's it's definitely slippery of course it, it depends on what time you're going to so uh, our normal practices have been around uh three well sometimes we'll have the early morning practice at like 9 30 other times we're around like three and four and of course if you get the early morning you got the morning humidity so that just makes it uh really really bad and how do you get uh, the spots is it like by voting? Is it by like the you know numbers are put in a in a in a glass bowl, fish bowl, and then okay. Yeah, apparently Diego said it's uh it's by draw. Okay. I was asking him about that because I was saying like it should be the people that have a game the next day. Yeah. Uh, should should be the ones that are practicing in the actual game facility, but uh, they had us downstairs in the practice facility today, so I kind of found that kind of awkward or or kind of bad, and then um. And uh, Northport, they don't even play tomorrow, and then they're upstairs in the game facility. So that didn't really make sense to me. But um, that's when I asked, and he said that it is via draw. So mm. that's kind of yeah, weird. Got to take it. Yeah, they should be the games playing tomorrow. Okay, you get priority. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that yeah. familiarize with the court. You know, especially with right. being gone seven months and you don't have practice the day before. It's kind of crazy. It's like. It's gonna yeah. happen. Like it's it's injury season, you know. Hopefully yeah. not. But I mean, Gino and I play like maybe once every few months, you know. And I, I'm <laughs> I'm aching. I've seen Gino was out there. I, I'm, I'm Gino's aching. getting shots up. Yeah, I'm aching in pain after like a couple of months of not playing at all. You know, what I mean, I'm like, oh gosh, what more on a physical professional level? You know, yeah, you know, it's 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 crazy how you know you guys should be on the court or at least practicing in the same gym. Where you guys actually play the next day? Yep, I agree. But uh, you know, the PBA likes to do things a lot of a lot of different ways. So uh, we just go with what they give us and just try to make do. So um, yeah, that's that's how it is. Either way, you know, everyone's kind of on the same yeah. playing field. You know, everyone's uh, everyone's kind of taking it in stride, and it's not really there's not much you can really do about it, but. It's just unfortunate. Sometimes the the court is literally unplayable at times, um, and that that can be dangerous. And then at the same time, it wastes 
your practice time as well. So yeah, uh, it, it ends up being, you know, counterproductive in a few different ways. But again, you know, everyone has the same circumstances and you just got to make do with what you have. Uh, speaking, speaking of the PBA, though, um, I mean, like you, you mentioned about or we were talking about how people might get injured um, coming from a long layoff and going straight into full contact basketball. Uh, well, after a couple of you know weeks of shooting and, and kind of getting yourself in shape, uh, the first game just ended and mm-hmm. we, we saw a couple of guys hit the ground uh, <laughs> throughout the game. Hard. Is that is that because of the uh, because there's so much time off, or is that because it's the PBA? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, let, let's be honest. I think it's a yeah. little bit of both. Uh, it's not uncommon in the PBA, but then uh, it's also whenever you look at how they were falling, there was some where you know the legs just kind of gave out, yeah. and that's yeah. that's just to show that, and you know that we haven't been playing and um honestly we haven't had tune-up games even so what you saw today was just pure adrenaline from a lot of the players you know just being out there again for the first time and that guy uh, that got ejected for a technical and then pj (laughs) boy yeah yeah. he's my teammate at ateneo first First game back, he gets ejected. You don't, you don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. Did, did you see it though? The the second one. I didn't see the second one. I didn't, I just saw him walking out the court. I just, I, uh, yeah, like the rebound went up. He had no chance. And then uh, the commentators <laughs> said, obviously, someone's been watching a little bit too much Cobra Kai. Yeah, because <laughs> he like yeah. chopped him in the back of the head. Magoo, but that was that was Magoo who said that. That was Magoo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I definitely think. Yeah, I was gonna no, say I definitely it, think the the reel of, uh, you know, if we had like a Shacked and a full reel for PBA bubble, oh, it'll be that would be here. You should do it, Chris. You should do it. You should just get clips. Ask the PBA because you have you're a player, right? So you'll get just two clips, man, and it'll be funny because it's uh, no one else is doing it. You might as well do it on your yeah. YouTube. I mean, but you know, I but, would. But but you have to remember uh, sometimes you know <laughs> Pinoy's can be a little pick on. Yeah, it's true, dude. Say, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> that's that's the reason why like the the punk of Ashton Kutcher they tried it here, but Pinoy's were so uh, pick on and it just didn't work. That's true. I, I can see Gino yeah. getting being on there. Chris. <laughs> I can see Gino being on there. I, Dude, it's, I it's, can't do it. No, it can't but, come from me. But I mean, like, we mean RR Pogoy. Uh, I, 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 I said, well, it, like, this, is RR the PBA's version of book or dame? <laughs> and then, and then, of course, uh, Diego re- replies to me, whoa, easy. <laughs> 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 I got oh, caught up in a moment. I got caught up in a moment. Man. He dropped. He dropped like forty-five points, man. It's it, insane. Wild, wild. Hey, it was impressive. I I actually DM'd him. You know, during the during yeah. his game, I said, "Keep going, bro. Like that. I see you. That's that's good. Like, it's just unfortunate he had to get stitches, uh, but you know, it, he got the win. You know, you get forty-five and the win. That's that's all you can really ask for, man. I, I want I want to ask you about that uh, situation down the stretch. You know, Pagoy had the hot hand, mm-hmm. right? But it looked like it was really time for Jason Costa to do Jason Costa stuff. 
mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. where he kind of closed the game out. But I guess for for people out there who are saying that why 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 stop going to Pogoy in a situation like that? Uh, was that I mean obviously it was the right move because Jason delivered. Yes. But is it because you know he's the veteran and he knows how to close out games? He's also having a decent game. He's having a Jason Castro game. Yeah. But actually, I was going to say he had twenty yeah. something. Uh, yeah. And and you know at this point or at that point in the game, uh, you know Pogoy is not really a primary ball handler. He's not known mm-hmm. for for you know dribbling the ball and and kind of creating things. He's more of a sport, uh, floor spacer. Yeah. And, you know, hit, a lot of his threes came off a of catch and shoot. And then once he got hot, then he just started he just started putting everything up. Um, but at that point, yeah, you definitely go with the veteran, the one that can win you the game. Because yeah. you uh, Pogoy did his job and got them through the game, especially because Troy wasn't really showing up today. And, um, you know, the the rest of the, the lineup was starting to go down with, like, cramps and other injuries yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So he did his job. He got him through the game. And, and if anything, uh, I think that's what – was able to get them to win because now he was hot and now mm-hmm. they're paying attention to him and they totally forgot that Jason was yeah. even there. Yeah. And so you have Jason going, now you get to the point, do I help off Pogoy to, yeah. to take away Jason? And then you just get a kick out or, or what do you do? And I think that's, uh, that's where, you know, Jason definitely made the right move. Yeah. And again, you know, he already had 20 something, which is already a great game. Yeah. You know, that, that, that that's, it's hard to say that, but uh, you know, I would have liked I would have liked to see uh, them use Pogoy more as a decoy, I guess, down the stretch. But um, you know, run him off of like a, a stagger screen, and then you have yeah. Jason just kind of go off, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But uh, they they did they did it right. They got the win, and that's all that really matters in that situation. Yeah. And at one at one point, they were playing like four guards because all the big yeah. guys were. <laughs> This was guarding Vic Manuel. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. That was interesting. We're going to see a lot more of that, though, especially yeah, in this yeah. first week. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, let's talk about game four or five. Uh, Gino called it out. You know, he said six games. Uh, we said five games. Uh, we were this close, Chris, to winning that. Like, so close. Dan- Danny Green about uh, about six inches off. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, it, 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 was a, it was a great game though. It was a good game. It was a good game. Uh, since you since you talked about Danny Green already, let's bring it up. Um, you know, I mean, how how bad is he playing? You know, I mean, he he just has one job. I know he's you know he's got the experience, but he's getting paid fifteen million for just this or fourteen million, I should say, for this year, and he's not hitting the clutch so- shots. You know, what I mean, like he's making. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are just killing him, you know? Um, and I want to ask this is, isn't, you know, I mean, just to be fair, LBJ is probably one of the greatest players of all time, but does, does his greatness influence or inspire others to become better uh, on the team? Or is just Le- LeBron all the way in an AD and then you have short spurts of, of, each player that's you know um that shows up because they're great in general not because lbj is like a greater influence or you know i mean is is spreading that greatness to them um and you'll see that with butler you know what i mean you have two rookies on the other side and they're lights out you know i mean they're playing such such great ball um not to take anything away from lbj guys 
but I mean, there are players that are just great, and their 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 teammates just don't just don't get the the the, the flow or the vibe. Uh, no, I, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chris, you want to start? Or do you want me to go? Uh, I can go. I guess I can go. Okay. Let me take this. All right. So, um, LeBron James definitely makes his teammates better, right? There's no doubt about that. He he makes everyone uh, step up. Uh, if we're going to target LeBron, then you, you definitely have to bring in his teammates because he relies on his teammates uh, a lot in order for him to succeed. Uh, when you look at a skill set, LeBron doesn't have the score, the same scoring skill set that uh, other premier scores like MJ and Kobe has. So therefore he needs his teammates even more so whenever it comes to those, uh, those, those clutch situations. But even then, when you look at those premier scores, even Jordan and, and Kobe needed those players uh, that, that supported him, uh, that supported them in order for them to get through to, through the game. When you're talking about value for player uh, at this point, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you can look at it in a few different ways, but I think it's interesting that that players can actually get paid and not show up and they still have a chance of winning a ring. It's amazing to me. And that just shows how great LeBron actually is because think about it. Danny Green doesn't even have to be out there. He's going to get his 14 million and he's still going to get a ring regardless of if he's hitting his shots, if he's not hitting his shots. And that is that is purely showing the talent of LeBron James and, of course, AD. However, he does need them to be there. And this is where, as a coach, you got to look at plus minus. Is Danny Green actually giving you more good things than he is bad? So if you're not hitting your shots, then you better start playing some defense. If you're not playing defense, then what are you giving to this team, right? And so that's the problem that I have as far as the Danny Green situation. Uh, Danny Green, if he's definitely not hitting his shots, he needs to contribute in other ways, rebounds, assists, and especially defense. If, if Danny Green's not going to make his shots, then Tyler Hero should not be hitting his shots. Or, or uh, you, you better make sure that Tim um, Duncan Robinson isn't going to be going off like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at that point, do I think that, you know, he should have pulled the plug on Danny Green a little bit sooner? Maybe. I definitely think that there's other players out there that can uh, bring the intensity on defense and still hit uh, shots, especially when a player is cold. For example, look how KCP is playing right now. Yeah. Right. He is the biggest X factor for that team. If KCP doesn't show up, then the, the Lakers is going to be a completely different team. Uh, KCP has been there. He's been consistent. He has also shown that he struggled throughout the playoffs, but now he's finally finding that confidence, right? Yeah. Which is getting them through. It's 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 rolling them over, and um, it's unfortunate that they lost because he just had a career game last game. You know, he yeah. he was hitting some shots that I've never seen KCP <laughs> ever hit before. You know, and I was happy for him. But then, of course, it gets overshadowed by the miss from Danny Green, which is unfortunate. You know, so do you replace the player? Um, do I think it was a bad idea to substitute Danny Green? Not necessarily, because that is his job. Yeah. Uh, he is a statistically a good shooter, you know, and, and like LeBron said, he just missed. Um, however, again, like throughout, throughout the course of the game, he hit that one corner shot. That was actually a big shot. Yeah. Um, but you you really got to look is is he getting you the stops on the other end? And in yeah. the last game, he definitely wasn't. So yeah. that's where you kind of got to shuffle your roster a bit. Le LeBron, 
is is LeBron. He makes his teammates better, and we've seen that no matter where he goes. And so you can't really argue the fact that is is LeBron. Uh, should LeBron have taken that shot or or whatever? No, like I think he made the right play. Yeah. Um, and and regardless of what people or what play he does make, people are going to say something just because it is LeBron. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's my take. And that's that's kind of where I want to go also because he's LeBron. He's held to such a standard that nobody else is held to. And that's why he's such a great player. And I do think he makes uh, other other players great. I mean, we won't see some of his teammates making all-star games if it wasn't for him. You know what I mean? The problem, though, is that there are moments in the game, and we see it, when he has the ball... And you can see his teammates being a little tentative to make, make even a cut to the basket. They're just standing around. They're waiting for LeBron to give them something, some sort of signal like, hey, come here, set, me, set, a, set a screen for me, set a yeah. you know, back cut, whatever. Do something. But so, so you see them every so often. They're just standing. They're like waiting for LeBron to, to come up with, to, to do something. And that's where a little, that's where they get, they get into some, some problems. Like it's Kobe had the same issues every so often. Like, like they would stand around and watch him. So I don't know how you get around that. Like it's, it's something to the, to the point, to the effect that yes, he makes his, his teammates better. I, I think it's clear that he definitely does. Uh, but they have to figure out a way to at least minimize those moments when he has the ball. It's almost as like they're afraid that he'll get angry. Yeah. They're afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I, that's what they kind of have to figure out before, uh, I guess, they look as, as fluid as, as they could. Because when they're moving around, when they're cutting, when they're sending these, these picks and getting each other open, I mean, there, there's just really good to watch it's 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 it just it's just funny that they're every so often especially when when the game gets tighter and tighter and tighter they kind of yeah. that's when they stand around and wait for yeah. they, they think, to do something. it looks like that they just want lbj to run things which he is but they expect him to to make the perfect play or to get the basket right away like it, it's like they're confused do we ask but i also oh. think i also think that that's why um i like how caruso plays with LeBron because he actually shows that he's not scared. Yeah. Out of it, out of any of the Lakers, Caruso will go out there. He'll make mistakes. He'll, you know, take those shots. He'll do whatever you see him providing the energy and running around and, and things like that. And that's why I said it would be nice to, to have seen Caruso take that last shot. Cause you never know what would happen. But, um, you know, again, Gino's right. Like they need, they need some some movement, I guess, some movement or more just like a, a heads up of what to do before they yeah. get there instead of just kind of standing around and saying, OK, what do we do now? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's about being a little bit more proactive. So I, I definitely agree with Gino on that. All right. What's up, Javier? What's up, man? Sorry. <laughs> I had to get some food, yo. Oh, I thought you got to you have to see your oh, baby. Oh, it's food, not the family I had to get a swab test again. <laughs> I thought it was your baby mama. Oh, no. I let her start. <laughs> <laughs> she wants it. She, she wants more, though. Let her start. Uh, uh, so we're talking about the last shot. Are we talking about the last shot? 
we're talking about Danny Green. We're talking about LB, LBJ. Does he make everyone else a better player? Knowing that, you know, I mean, I looked at the the breakdowns on YouTube. It was a it was a good play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, had Danny Green made the shot, everyone would be talking about it until now. Um, he just didn't make the shot, but uh, it, it was a good play. I mean, he was so open. I mean, <laughs> Gino, Gino would have made that shot. Gino would have made that shot. Money. So open. he was so open, like you can't. But, but you do only need two points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't need that, 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 but that's another thing, right? He could have been a little bit closer. Yeah, and that would have been. Money. The what? thing is, with, with with Danny Green, he made a three, I think, on yeah. the four minute mark. Yeah, and, and so, a crucial one to get to get the lead. Yeah, yeah he was. I think it was a corner three, and, and corner. it was a perfect shot. So I mean, dude, yeah. how would you know he would have missed, right? I mean, it was yeah. a little. But, but you could see it, dude. You could see it in the release when when that ball left his hand. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, he short armed. He, he, short- yeah. he short armed it. He short armed it. Oh my god. But I want to ask you guys this: uh, If a player like, you know, LBJ or Anthony Davis had gotten the rebound, Morris got the rebound. Uh, okay. He was, like lost. All he had yeah. to do was just. All he had to do, was just shuffle it behind him back. Back, yeah, to- dude, that's a that's a tough situation to be in with like four seconds to go. But you know, the play that actually cost them the game, uh, in my opinion, was was Morris getting lost in defense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He was he was guarding Jimmy Bucket. The screen was set, dude. He just stood there like he didn't. He didn't. Froze. He didn't. He froze. Froze. And then Butler had a clear lane to the basket. Gets the and one on AD. That was that was that was the one. Had he just done that properly, <laughs> all he had to do was put his body in the way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it would have made a world of a difference. Know, I, mean, I mean, compared to the to the Denver series, the series before this one, do you think the Lakers are kind of taking the heat lightly? No. To I, what, if, what if, they were? if they did, they they did in the first two games, and that was it. I think there were. I think the Heat are definitely taking it to them now. Okay. I think at the start of uh, this yeah. last game. I think they came out very lackadaisical. Yeah. You know, I think they came out as, yeah, as if they were, as if they knew they were, they were going to win already. Yeah. You know, they had the Mamba jerseys and stuff like that. The whole narrative was there, you know, and and that's actually a thing, you know, uh, there's a lot of coaches that say, you know, don't, don't look at the balloons before they drop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's almost like the the 90, the 96 bulls, right. When they were up three zero on the Sonics, and then they thought they were going to sweep them. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, the, the, one, the one guy that really impressed me, I think, it was his first game the whole series was Duncan Robinson. Um, Dude, he looked he good. shooting tough <laughs> shots. And these were shots where there was always a guy in his face. Like, yeah, he looked good. Making them. He was making everything. I don't think he can do that again, though. I, know, I don't think he can make it. <laughs> that was a game to that, Not like uh, that. This kid, this kid has something. And, yeah. um, but when you compare this game, Thompson, you know, when you compare this game to the first sure. game, though. You can definitely tell, like his hesitation's not there. Yeah, uh, it's not. Uh, you know, his confidence is all there, and so that's just him finally being comfortable in the moment, which is very, very dangerous. Well, I, I think it was all that that prep that prep talk that Butler gave him, and Coach Spo said, "Shoot the effing ball." You know yeah. what I mean? Shoot the Evan ball. That's what we got you for. And, yeah. you know, this is a kid that applied to a podcast, right? 
yeah. this he was gonna work for a podcast, and then next thing you know, <laughs> ESPN, he, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. I forgot which podcast it was. He he actually was it the Raylan. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. No, I don't think it was that podcast. It was like uh the, it was on the Bleacher. He's mentioned how they sh- they showed his his letter. How hey, I, I I'm I'm from Michigan. Uh, I just wanna you know hopefully you have an opening. Um, and I was like, this guy is in the NBA. And this guy <laughs> applied to a podcast to like do internship. <clears throat> what the hell? For me, those are the best stories. Uh. I mean. Yeah. You see all the number two picks who fail in the NBA, and this is a guy from a Division three school, and he's not afraid and making the shots that matter. Right. I want to ask you guys this, you know, with, with the whole uh, the, the Lakers squad wearing the Mamba jersey, um, who do you think, because this came out, who do you think has the Mamba mentality out of the two teams so far? Is oh, it Jimmy Butler? Miami. Miami. Jimmy Miami. Butler. Is it AD? Is it LeBron? AD and yeah. AD and lapses. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy seems to embody it. Like yeah. you can see his swagger. You can oh. the way he he picks himself up after he gets fouled. It's like it's well, always like Kobe. What did he say? What did he say? They're in trouble. They're in trouble. Yeah, they're in trouble. Game, game, it was game three. Game three was that game three? Yeah, the game three. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. I mean, who says that? You know, you're down three one, right? You're down three one. J- J- Jimmy says that, dude. He's impressive, man. He he's said, impressive. Like you, you look at the, the two games that he's he's had. Like I can't remember. I can't think of five other finals performances that are that impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he had, just to remind you, he had forty seven minutes, thirty five points, twelve rebounds, eleven assists, five steals. Dude. Dude, he only sat out for forty seconds. Is what I heard. Dude, <laughs> like yo, man. and then the game, like, and then when he dropped the the, the forty piece uh, triple double, that's dude, yeah, game, that's impressive. Yeah, that's it's impressive, man. He's doing LeBron, LeBron James things for, for you know, he's like he's like LeBron James of the Heat back in the day. Yeah, and and but LeBron is still LeBron, right? He's still amazing. His numbers, his numbers are amazing. The eye test is amazing. AD is, is has had one bad game. E- everything else has been re- really good, and and the the supporting cast, the, 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 this finals, especially after the, the first game is the first game. The Heat were a little bit nervous. You could see it, and then it just got better and better and better and better. And that last game was the first game I think that was like, ooh, as a Laker fan. I- I'm a, I'm a little nervous. As, as a I'm like, oh boy, this is not this is not anymore a sure thing. But um, you know, it, do, you, do you know? Do you think it's because Goran's gone? It kind of like effed up how the Lakers had prepared for the Heat. Maybe, maybe. I think Goran being gone messed up the Heat more than it did the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, and, Kendrick and, Nunn and Olenek did their thing, but. Yeah, Goran is still Goran. I wonder because Olenek didn't really play, or I don't think he played at he all. He played well on that game. Three. Yeah, yeah, but he, in the in the last game he didn't play. He didn't play. So I wonder if he's gonna Which they're gonna such. use him now, right? So like they used him because Bam Bam didn't play game yeah. two and three. 
But Bam wasn't right, even playing well. Yeah, Bam was and just I, like, I, a, uh, like a fill-in. Like, he was just yeah, there for yeah. props. No, because like uh, what I what I saw um, from like the game analysis is uh, Kelly Olenek was shooting threes, right? So that yeah. just spaced the whole floor out, and that's why Jimmy was able to get to the to the rim, uh, like more better than usual. And that's what took Dwight off the court, actually, yeah. because yeah. now you're extending the floor. Dwight can't just sit in the paint anymore, and it switched up everything for them. So they started playing small ball, per se. Uh, just so that they can start hitting their threes, and that's what kind of yeah. changed it up. And then that's what um, that's what they were saying. Jimmy was really saying like they fucked up, or we we found something. Yeah, because they were they found a way to get the bigs out the paint, which was Kelly Olynyk. So that's why I was really really surprised that they didn't play him last game. Yeah, but then they yeah, still, but that, they still got the win. Yeah, but yeah. this could be a little bit of a of a of a chess move by Spolstra. Yeah. True. Yeah. And and like, all, all of a sudden, game six, here comes Kelly. I can't believe I'm talking about Kelly Olenek. Like, he's going to be the savior of the heat in the NBA right. finals. <laughs> I mean, it, this, I think this is the first time, like, um, where, where an Eastern Conference team really, like, shuffled their lineup almost every game. Like, I think Myers Leonard played games two and three. Um, they even had, like, Solomon Hill, like, jump in a couple yeah. of minutes. Like, so it's really – I think he's really also trying to confuse – Yeah. The opposition by not being predictable, which, and I think the three Western teams were sticking to their lineups, died also by being stubborn about it. And I think this is where Spo and his video <laughs> sappiness yep. Yep. Is, is coming to play. Because it's like, what if I put Solomon Hill for two minutes? What difference will it make? I can buy Jimmy time in this game, but I won't do it again the second game. So it's yeah. like this guy's playing. Another level of chess, man. Dude, he's playing chess. That's why I think Frank Vogel should play uh, JR for a bit. I think he needs to see what JR can do. Because, I mean, you talk about one of the leading three-point shooters in NBA history in the finals. Yeah. 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 You know? You never know what that man could do. It's like, what so, if it was JR instead of Danny Green on, on that particular exactly. play? Exactly. But, but he was cold. He didn't play yeah. the, in the entire day. Yeah, no, he's cold, yeah. He's been, he's the entire cold. playoffs. I, yeah. I would like why not put Rondo in that final possession? This was I understand you need the shooting, but I mean Rondo comes up here. Rondo's been hitting. But you're down one. KCP. You're down one. What about KCP? You could have used Rondo. KCP's been shooting really well the last two games. Yeah. Um, but Danny Green has a track record, though, right? Danny Green has done it for the Spurs. He he did it for for Toronto. It's a good shot. Yeah. It was good. But again, I mean, it was it was that, that, that defensive lapse of, of Morris that gave yeah. the and one to Jimmy. Oh, that was it. I remember all, all my Lakers friends were saying, we got the lesser Morris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they put extra pressure on themselves by wearing the jerseys. Yeah, right. they did. In they all did. honesty. In they all definitely honesty. did. They and definitely then, then, uh, they got their backs against the wall and they're like, oh shit, now we really can't lose this game. Instead yeah. of just being like, you know, we can't lose this game. But you know, uh, that's that's on them. And that actually fueled the fire for reverse. It was a reverse effect. Yeah. Like when um was it I think on the eight minute mark when the Lakers took the lead in the fourth quarter by three points? Usually that's when okay, this is it. They're just gonna yeah. steamroll, right? Man, these these heat guys didn't flinch, man. Nah, man. How Holy great, cow. 
I want to I want to put this up here because uh, if you can see, you know, I want to just give, you know, respect to Coach Spo. And, uh, you know, I mean, he is Asian, but no one looks at it like that. You know what I mean? No one's giving him the, the limelight. Oh, they, they, oh, they, they call him Filipino. They definitely yeah. do. I hear yes. it. No, but I, yes. I mean, it's, but not, I, it's not like. I think with respect, they should just say of Asian descent. Yeah. 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 Or a Filipino descent, not an yeah. uh, Asian coach because he's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's more yeah. of the descent, not necessarily he is Asian from yeah. Asia. Yeah. Like, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I I agree with you on that one. And yeah. it's he's half, anyways, right? <laughs> he's half. So it's wow, seventh all time. But but I think it's it is nice though that he does start every post um post game press con with uh, Mabuhay to the <laughs> to the Filipino media. I mean, it's kind of it's a nice. He little... ain't stupid. He ain't stupid, baby. <laughs> He knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh, you, I, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. That, dude, Coach Po knows what the hell he's doing, right? Because the first time he was in the Philippines, I was whole. I was hosting the the event in SM Edsa, and uh, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus here, but it, it's because it's, it's just a funny story. So we were doing the drills, and we were doing the the like these campers were coming in, and then and then Coach Po goes to me. Okay, let's let's do some let's do some good PR here. <laughs> so he, he, knows, he knows what's up. He knows what's up, right? So that's he's asking me for more words to say uh, in, in Filipino, but I'm like, coach, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> man, looking at that this list, uh, Tony Phil Jackson, man, jeez, yeah. 11, how many finals uh, appearances has Phil been? 11, six with the Bulls and five with the Lakers, right? It's championships. He's been in more. As as a coach. As a coach. As a coach. But it's crazy how Coach Eriks is there. You know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable. And I love his, he doesn't, he doesn't explode. I see him get mad, but he never, he's always composed. It's, It's incredible. Like, it's, it's it's very Asian like, you know. If that was me, <laughs> you know, at some of those plays, I'd be going crazy. <laughs> I'd be doing a Filipino, you know, like PBA, you know. The PBA. You know, I think you where he learned it from me. Jones is uh Pat Riley, I think that he learned yeah. the coolness from Pat yeah. Riley. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, that's the, the part that I admire most about Spo is not necessarily his X's and O's, but how uh he can motivate his players. Yeah. I think that's that's definitely the more impressive aspect of it because uh, it's one thing, you know, for you to just be a, a genius whenever it comes to, you know, drawing up plays and things like that. But a lot of times it's how do you get your team motivated that that uh, gets you through things. And I think his mentality, if there's someone that has a mama mentality as a coach, I see that in Spo for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree uh, with that. Miami being the fifth seed, I mean, I – People were saying they just were overachieving, but man, they're just Except Gino. They're playing hard. They're playing Did hard, I, man. I, I think I'm I think I'm the only one who called Gino. Oh, other than um uh J.R. Smith, right? And Gino. J.R. Smith and Gino. J.R. Smith called it out at the start of the season, right? At, at the bubble. Yeah. I believe. Uh Heat and Lakers. And I was like, whatever. And, and <laughs> I think Gino should open up his own psychic uh, on the side side. <laughs> Psychic school or something. So if the it if, if it does end tomorrow, then you guys know what's up. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, oh, no, if it ends tomorrow, I'm just going to be like, Gino, why did you not put money down? Yeah. <laughs> you tell me ahead of time. You know, like, we, we all could have been making some money here. But yeah, that, that, that 5K, right, would have been 150 right now. That 5,000, yeah. 150,000. That's crazy. Uh, but crazy. Let, me, let me run down, and you guys tell me. Okay, Butler, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, he isn't like LBJ. He isn't like Kobe. But he's playing lights out, you know. I mean, his demeanor, his his attitude, his 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 swag. Uh, but he was thirtieth, thirtieth pick in the first round. I'm gonna name a couple guys and tell me, are any of these guys better than Jimmy Butler that were thirtieth pick in the first round as well? All right. You mean past past, past, past people that past, were picked thirtieth? Past. So there's Kevin Porter Jr. Just recently, uh, Josh Hart. From Utah Jazz 2017, Damian Jones, Golden State Warriors 2016, Kevin Looney, Golden State Warriors 2015, Kyle Anderson, the Spurs. Uh, we have uh, there we go 2011. Jimmy Butler was uh, was he was 30th. Laser Hayward was 2010. Uh, Kaponen 2007. Uh, David Lee. Uh, 2005. He's he's not, but David Lee was an all star. But he's he he's an all star. Yeah, but that's, he's not better than. Jimmy. But he's not Jimmy Butler. Uh, and then after that, we go down to Anderson Verjao, which was Orlando Magic. Uh, Gilbert Arenas, 2000. So that's that's the one that's probably closest. Yeah. Jarek talent talent wise, that's the one that's probably closest. Yeah, and then. Other than that, there was Otella Harrington was the Houston Rockets '96, uh, and I'm going George Muirson, '93, Sean Rooks, you know, uh, Carl Herrera, Miami Heat '1990, and that's basically it. Like, there's nothing. If I go lower the list in the '80s, that's that's basically. So it's just Gilbert Arenas and Butler, and you know, I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think that I'll just post this up. How just imagine how that team would have been like, you know, cause he was the first one that was called in. Right. Uh, yeah. Look at the crazy thing about Jimmy Butler, Tony is um, when he, when he was drafted and, and started playing for the bulls with that, all those veterans with, with Joaquin Noah, Luol Deng, and Derek Rose, Kirk Heinrich. He was, he was their three and D guy. Yeah. But he, no one saw him to be on an elite level. And he slowly, you know, started becoming the man in Chicago, then went to Minnesota, Philly. But now I think this is the year when people really see how good he is. I think people thought he was at, he just had a hard attitude. His, his work yeah. ethic was different. And I think when, when you're not on the – well, Chicago's a pretty big city, you know what I mean? But um, he just didn't get the respect. Why is that, Chris? Why didn't he get the respect, Gino? I uh Honestly, I think it, uh, a lot of it has to go with the with the GM and how you appear to the GM, uh, because if you have a if you have the the uh, personality and the traits that he has, you know that's that can go one way or another, you know. Okay. And if you're fortunate enough to get with the GM that understands that, which look where he's at now, Pat Riley definitely understands that. Uh, you you put them on a team like the Lakers, they definitely understand that type of mentality. And of course, uh, you would think that the Bulls would have understood at the time, but mm -hmm. uh, it's just a different situation ever since uh, ever since 
you know, the MJ era left, you know, they haven't really had to deal with a personality like that. Um, Billy definitely doesn't know how to handle those types of personalities. They had like Allen Iverson and even then they struggled with his personality a lot, you know? So uh, it, it really just depends on, on who you are under and how they perceive you as a player. And I think that definitely plays a, a role on whether or not you will become uh, the, the hero or the villain, so to speak, you know, um, again, like the, the Lakers, they know what type of uh, mentality that is uh, having Kobe, having a lot of marquee players and stuff like that. So they know how to work with them. And again, Pat Riley knows how to work with those types of players, which is why you're seeing that he finally found a home in Minnesota that they, they were pushing him out because they want nice guys. Yeah. You know, they, they want nice guys there. And, and, uh, that's just kind of how it is there. But uh, again, once you find that that pair, then obviously it just takes it takes you to that next level. And he has everything there. And I think he finally found that home and the, the person that will help him to elevate his game and, uh, and instead of trying to rein him in and hold him back. Tony, a, a guy with a similar path that what Jimmy Butler went through is almost like Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry didn't start as yeah. a super dope player he, he had to work his way through memphis houston and when he finally got to toronto that's when he became a that all-star elite player franchise player and sometimes i guess it takes that right team to land yeah. on and yeah i mean yeah. i mean chauncey yeah. was another one of those right Chauncey. Yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was a yeah. fan yeah. of chauncey you know this is his fourth team what is he has what uh Fifth All-Star, is it? Fourth Defensive Player of the Year? <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. Uh, one thing about Jimmy, though, is like, you know, he's really, like, just different. Yeah. Because in an All-Star game, he decided not to play. Do you guys remember that All-Star game? Uh, <laughs> he just yeah. said, no, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm taking the weekend off. I'm taking this whole week off. I'm not, I'm not going to play. I think that was in L.A. He, decided, he just decided he was chosen. Oh, yeah. But he he just didn't play, so he's like, "Wow, Jimmy Butler is just—he's a different, different. Yeah, he's different. He's different, dude. I don't think but, he's like a PR, right? He's that one of those, I guess. Well, I, you know, I think I think he likes the PR, but in a different way. Yeah. In a different he, way, yes. He, he wants to control the narrative, right? He and he like when everybody's zigging, he wants to zag. Like he's he's just one of those guys. He just doesn't want to. He that that's why he. Maybe that's not why, but that's why he voices it out that he listens to country music. He drives an old school car. He doesn't, you know, he's not, he doesn't yeah. want to, he's not a conformist. He like everyone else. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. He's different. He's not Dennis Rodman different, but different. Different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just did you see that clip where Charles Barkley asked him, what are you doing charging $20 for a, for a cup of coffee? <laughs> and, and he did not budge. He's like, yo, you can afford it. Like with a straight <laughs> face. <laughs> and Barkley was like turning flushing red, you know. He's like, "Oh shit, this guy's serious." You know about his twenty dollar coffee cup, you know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I feel like he has like Shaq's personality in Kobe's body. Shaq's like, personality. Shaq. Yeah, because he's yeah, because he's he's like a goofball, right? You know, like yeah. Shaq. He was always kind of light in the locker room, yeah. and actually, Kobe yeah. Kobe got on him a lot yeah. for that right yeah. he's like hey can you get serious like you know like can you actually get serious and be as dominant as i want you to be and you have to have this dominating mentality in order for you to be that person right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what that's what he talked about in the showtime book and um you know so that's what i mean like he, he's a goofball in that sense 
but then in the body of like a Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know? So Which that's is- kind of what I meant. And, yeah, and when you combine those two, it becomes really deadly, right? Yeah. And it's and it's almost like like he doesn't do anything super excellent, but he also has no weakness. True. I love it that he his mentality. Bad. His mentality is his greatest asset. Yeah, that is his greatest asset. You remember? Did you see how he he would guard LeBron and AD? You know what I mean? Like that's that's amazing. You know what I mean? You're you're already winded out with how. 40 plus minutes and here you are but yeah trying to guard two of the best players on the floor and, and stay out of foul trouble yeah it is yeah. i'm like yo this boy is yo i want to play yeah. with this kid i want to play with him man yeah and because because you see him doing that if you're tyler hero yeah. none duncan robinson everybody else in that team you want to you want to follow it I've never seen more white uh, in the finals. I've never seen but, more white <laughs> on, on the finals. But it's Celtics, interesting Celtics. you said that. Yeah. It's definitely interesting that you said that, you know, because, like, look, we literally just talked about how intimidating LeBron is to his teammates, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. you see the complete opposite of the spectrum yeah. with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes. And we're Which talking about really- no playoff experience with these, you know, with these two young yeah. kids. That's incredible. Even Bam. Bam. I, th- yeah. I think there's, there's, there's something there also – because of who LeBron James is, you Give know. It. So, yeah. like, if 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 Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, or some of the other young guys fuck up in the Heat, I mean, do you think Jimmy's gonna chew them out? Maybe, but do you see the video that like the, the footage when LeBron chews out the players, yeah. his team? Ooh, yeah. and that's why Rondo had to talk to him about it. Yeah. So, LeBron doesn't and, like playing with young guys. But Gino, is that the same reason why some of the greatest players can never be or can are never great coaches? Well, you know, it's 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 part of the reason because they, they expect so much from other people that sometimes they don't understand that it, to them it's it's like why can't you do this? It's not that difficult. Yeah. They don't realize the reason why they're able to do it is because that's what made them great. Yeah. You know, like Magic Johnson was an awful coach because he couldn't like, understand. I don't know whether he's a bad coach or a bad GM. I don't even know what she's both. both. I don't. A great know. player, great player, but awful, awful president. Awful. I can't say awful president. He did bring LeBron James there. Yeah, yeah. Awful coach. Like he expected Nick Van Exel to do stuff that Magic Johnson was doing. Like yeah. as great. I love Nick Van Exel, one of my favorite players of all time. But he's not Magic Johnson. Very true. But Very how true. do you think the Clippers would have been in the finals if Jimmy Butler? Had- Not if they still played the Nuggets. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll grade the Clippers on their second on their second go round without Doc Rivers. That would really be a a good eye test to see. How I think they still got it. You know, if if they if they blow it up because they already, they already got rid of Doc. But if they get res- rid of some of those other players and get rid of Paul George as well, because there have been rumors yeah. about the possible trade, I think that uh, it would be a little bit too soon. I would have given that same exact team one more run. So they lost together. They know what it feels like. And they know what not to do next season. And, and see what they have, right? See what they got. But the thing is, you know, when you're playing with an owner who says cutthroat, 
as Balmer. Like Steve Balmer is one of the richest human beings in the world, and he didn't get that where he didn't get there <laughs> because of you know uh, um, waiting, right? Yeah. He pounced on he, he pounced on shit when he saw an, an an opportunity, and I guess that's the method that he's uh, he's uh, putting into the into into the Clippers, right? Because any I think any other owner would have given this team one more shot. With including with Doc as well, and but you know there you're not as yeah you're not Steve Ballmer. I think that's that's what makes him. So I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see how how things would pan out for the for the Clippers. Well, no, honestly, like if you do replace Jimmy Butler uh, with with uh, if you replace him and put Jimmy Butler there instead of PG, I think that's exactly what the Clippers do need as far yeah. as the personality, as far as the leader. Um, as far as, you know, that glue guy, because obviously Kawhi is so soft-spoken and, and PG, he doesn't really, he's not really worried about, uh, I would say, the, the team, so to speak. He's more worried about his, himself and his own individual stats and, and yeah. accolades and stuff. Um, whereas Jimmy, he's, his priority is the team. Yeah. And you can see that. And, and uh, so I definitely feel like that would, that is the missing piece for, for the Clippers. So if it's not Jimmy, they're going to have to find it in someone else. And, uh, but they, they definitely would have took out the nuggets. If they had Jimmy. I want to no ask question Chris, about it. I want to ask Chris though, you know, being a first round 30th pick, how do you find players like Butler? You know, that, that are, do, does it develop or is it, innate is it already within them going into the league like uh you know it's amazing how no one saw this of him you know i mean Uh, other teams other teams did but i mean he he's fantastic mentally i mean um and i want to know like how 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 did other teams how why didn't other teams stick around to see him prosper or at least grow within 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 their their organization like minnesota like Philly, I mean, they opted out to go with the younger cats. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it's a it, like I was saying earlier. I think it, in a sense it was a conflict of interest. Whenever it comes to uh, how the GM sees their team being versus how a player sees the team being, um, and and again, it's about whether or not that GM is going to empower that player or if he's going to uh, kind of fight that player in the sense that. He's saying, no, this is my team. This is what I want. This is what we're going to do rather than saying, you know what? Hey, I, I see you have the, the motive, the motive. You definitely have the fire in you. Okay. How can we get the best for the, how can we get you to, to get the best out of our team? And I think whenever, for example, when he was in Philly, he had all the pieces there. He had, he definitely had all the pieces there. But then when you talk about the, the locker room and how that locker room was being pulled apart because you had some of those guys that were in that locker room who were soft, so to speak Mm -hmm. in Kobe's terms, you know, and they just couldn't take it. And then they complained to the GM like, Hey, you know, this guy's, he's, he's getting on me. You know, he's not really, uh, he's not how I wanted him to be as a teammate. And so of course, whenever you're the GM, you're going to say, okay, well, I drafted these guys. I'm paying these guys. So I'm going to go with my future my young, my young core, my young future. So if one's going to have to move, it's going to be, you know, the, the cancer, so to speak. And so that's why I was saying it, that, 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 that mentality of a player definitely has to pair well with the GM or else it's not going to work. 
Uh, but you, know, uh, you, you said it earlier, uh, Gilbert Arenas, right? That was yeah. a great. That's a good example in itself. Thirtieth yeah. pick was with the Wizards, but couldn't pull through because they had a. I mean, there's a lot of other issues as well. Yeah. But you know, if you put if you put uh, Gilbert Arenas on the Miami Heat, you very well could see the exact same thing that's happening right now. Excuse me, someone just rang the doorbell. Like Tony, who, I think like who is that? <laughs> It's, it's, the nurse. it's the nurse. It's the nurse. Is it the nurse? Is it the nurse? Is it the nurse? It's not. <laughs> Diego, come here. Come here. We need you as a guest. Come here. You're about the guest. What? Nah, bro. You're going to be a guest on this show. What's up? Hey! I got someone for you. <laughs> that coach? Yo, that's coach, right? That's that coach. Well, I, I called him coach at one point. Jags, nice. <laughs> I got to show you something. Welcome to the conversation. You got to show me something. Yo, what is that? We don't have video, right? We don't have, we, we don't have video here, right? Oh, no. snap. Oh, shit. No, no, no. Where'd you get that? That's dope. Yo, we're so, like, starving Six. for stuff like that, so don't, don't show us that. <laughs> <laughs> what did we get? All right, what did you get for lunch or dinner? This is uh, well, oh, this is what I wanted to show you. Rope. <laughs> oh, the nerds rope. Oh, it's oh, oh, oh. Whoa, where'd you get that? Wait, we, we got to ask Diego a question because he was going in on CJ McCollum. Oh, he was going CJ. in. Go ahead. Oh, wow. We're doing this, huh? <laughs> so we were talking, we were just saying yeah. how, um, why didn't Jimmy Butler work out on any other team and what makes him different? So what I was saying is that you have to pair the mentality of the player with the mentality of the GM. Yeah. If the GM doesn't approve of what the player and his mentality is, it's not going to match. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's succeeding now is because he's matched with Pat Riley, who knows that, that type of player. Just like um, when Kobe's at, with the Lakers, you know, they understand that that type of mentality, which it, which he's able to take that mentality and use it to make the team better rather than uh, the GM saying like, hey, you know, we don't like how you're you're thinking. We don't like how you're trying to push the players. So then he get, he ends up getting pushed out. I agree. I think it's one A, one B. Honestly, one B. I feel like Butler falls into the CP3 problem. Like mm. he's too much of an alpha, too much of a. Too much of a strong personality that uh, you got to concede to him being the leader. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you got people to, like, ride his back. The problem with his pr previous teams, like Philly and all, he kind of have, like, entitled young guys. You know, they're good. <laughs> don't get me wrong. You have Ben Simmons. You have uh, Joel Embiid. The only problem is they think, you know, it's their time. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like it could have gone so much better if they just rode Jimmy Butler, and you notice yeah, with the Heat, you notice with the Heat, <clears throat> like those guys, they they didn't submit, but you know they really bought into them. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. could see, you could see the older personalities. It's just all like uh, mini yeah. Jimmy Butlers everywhere, yeah. even two white yeah. Jimmy Butlers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool oh, to see, honestly, it's, man. Yeah. Really I, I want to ask you this, <laughs> and we, we were talking about it a while ago, Diego. Uh, I know, I, and I want to ask you this because. I know what how big a LeBron fan you are, and uh, for the first time, we're actually rooting for the same team. But yeah, <laughs> there are moments 
in games when when you see LeBron's teammates on the Lakers kind of just standing around waiting for something to happen, uh-huh. right? And it's almost as if they're afraid to make a mistake and have LeBron shoot them out. Why is it in the Heat? It doesn't really happen with Jimmy Butler. Like you see the you you see them. It's a little bit more fluid uh, when when things get a little bit stagnant. Two things for me, honestly. I think one, Jimmy enjoys it. Jimmy enjoys being called out. You know, and there's some people whether you know I'm a biggest LeBron fan in the world, but he's come to a stature where certain people can call him out. That's pretty much it. Jimmy will enjoy the fifteenth guy calling him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a big difference. Another thing is, uh, what you might call it? Uh, I don't know. Jimmy's just like, a, I don't know. He has this, this, this two things where he could be the super alpha leader. At the same time, he can make Pakisama with everybody, you know? Sure. It's yeah. hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's hard when you have such a guy like LeBron with such a high stature playing with bets because they all feel like, you know, they earned their right. Yeah, the yeah. problem with the Heat is they're also quite young and they've never been anywhere. So it's like no, they the blindly, rules. yeah, they have nothing to lose. Plus, they're blindly following a guy they believe in, yeah. which sometimes can't hurt if you're the underdog, you know? You take us wherever you are, we'll follow. I was going to say uh, also the level of expectation is different. Yeah, Obviously, LeBron has a much higher level of expectation. Like people expect so much from him. As a, as a unfairly sometimes unfairly yes yeah. yes definitely yeah. unfairly um, but you know it, and at the same time it's it's what comes with it whenever you're you're yeah. expected to do something like that and uh, from the time you're in high school you're already getting compared to the the greats you know that that pressure is is a lot different than someone that you know just just came into the league thirtieth uh, pick nobody was expecting anything of you. Um, and then all of a sudden, now you're coming up and doing something great. That's more of an underdog story mm-hmm. rather than, okay, this guy is the king and he has to prove it. You know, that there's two different yeah. narratives there. There's another and, thing. I don't know if you guys watch the day in the uh, – not day in the life, but like the bubble vlogs. Yeah. yeah. It's quite, it's quite uh, eye-opening when you hear what the other players think. And um, one dude was saying, like, uh, I think it was Tybal from this – Sixers. He was like, he saw LeBron walking in the lobby for like a, a good hour, lobby around everything, him and AD alone. Yeah. And he's like, put that into perspective. When's the last time it's ever happened anytime in his life? Like anywhere. He can't go biking in LA without anybody yeah. knowing. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So just, just stuff like that. I don't think anybody's ever dealt with that before. And it translates to the game. It translates to media. It translates to everything. So it's kind of a pressure that nobody's ever dealt with before. I have a cousin that's a that's a big Chicago Bulls fan since the since the early '90s, and he also said the thing with Jimmy is when Jimmy came into the Bulls, the Bulls were with with, uh, with Derrick Rose being the MVP. They were supposed to be the next big team during the Derrick Rose era, and so Jimmy faced LeBron how many times in the playoffs as a Chicago Bull and had to guard LeBron, and I'm sure losing to LeBron in the early 2010s left a bad taste in his mouth because it's like we had Derrick Rose, we had, you know, Luol Deng, we had Joachim Noah. We're supposed to beat this, you mm-hmm. know, the Heat or the Cavaliers. And that was a squad. Now, now he's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm 30, mm-hmm. 31. You know, I've, I've tasted defeat with under LeBron and 
Let's see. Nothing Let's see lose. what we got now. There's nothing to lose, right? But he he's tasted that loss, you know. Yeah. Trying to get in this podcast too. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> the more, the many. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but uh, Butler has this to work with. <laughs> Who would have ever thought, right? Yeah. Shit. Yo, Where's Duncan? <laughs> Where's Duncan? Yeah, how are you going to leave out Duncan Robinson? Oh, yeah, well. Come on, Duncan, go. Duncan Robinson was insane. Yeah, this was, this was before the playoffs. So this is what they posted. Oh, yeah. This was before the playoffs that they posted. This was the Rooks uh, that they were, you know, I mean, not one, but two Rooks. So, yeah, Duncan Robinson deserves to be on there. Uh, but if if you had shown us at the start of the season, you know, the Heat and the Lakers lineup, no, we're like, okay, whatever, hell no, hell no. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, it's it's worlds apart. But now, I, I was telling them, Jags, I was telling them after Game Five is the first time I'm actually nervous as a Laker fan. I, I'm actually like, <laughs> shit. This I don't know if I'm but huh? AD's questionable. AD's questionable. Yeah, he, he, he's uh, probable. They put him up yeah, to probable. probable. Yeah, but he's going to go, right? He's, he's going to go. Chris, don't go. scare Gino. Don't scare Gino. <laughs> <laughs> this, he, can't, he can't go to game seven. You know if he goes to game seven, you know the Heat are going to have... Oh, dude, don't. Don't, don't, don't go to game seven. No, you got to chill. I don't think LeBron's lost to game seven, has he? No, it's there. Well, it's... No, 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 he hasn't. No, but yeah, that's... That's just too Never stressful, lost. dude. I don't know if I can handle a game seven. Yeah, hey, I can barely handle. We can get the better, right? Well, that's true. If you can guarantee me a win in game seven, I'll do it. But right? <laughs> it's possible. At least there's something to do in the mornings. Yeah, but then see, as the as the NBA is about to end, the PBA is about to start. Oh, just sorry, it started. It's the second game's on right now. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh yeah, Chris wants to watch that. All right. All right, go watch. Yeah, hey, you want to know one thing? I'm calling it now. Breakout mm. season. Uh, no, okay. This is what I. This is what I. This is what I think about the, the PBA bubble. There's gonna be uh, certain people that's gonna have a. Well, <laughs> and Chris is gonna love it. He's gonna have it made Denver not moment, right? <laughs> and <laughs> I, I think, Mister. Newsom is one of these possibilities, one of the, like the, the young star who's just waiting for that next take that next step. Was he a Murray? He's gonna be a Murray. He's gonna pull fifty. I didn't want to say his name sure. because that's just... you're gonna make me break out the jersey. <laughs> oh! nah. no, but no, dude, no, like it's my, yeah. Um, like the the way I look at it, um, going off of what you're saying, Gino, is that this bubble is gonna prove. Uh, yeah. One of two things, like you're obviously going to clearly see the players who've been working and the mm -hmm. players who uh, haven't been working, the players that have the mentality that, you know, this is what they do, regardless yeah. of the uh, the situation or the circumstances versus the players who really need the crowd there to kind of sure. uh, help them to, to get motivated or whatever. Sure. And um, so I think you're going to see it and it's going to be really clear, like Pogoy today. Yeah, man, I, I I loved seeing that because but 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 I, I know didn't. what kind of work that kid puts in. Jax didn't like my comparison though. He called him name. book. But okay, so one in one ability, but he's he's a scorer, bro. Damn. Yeah. So that was Chris, 
you're talking about the you know the work ethic and the, the mentality and all that kind, that of, kind stuff. of stuff. How much has Diego helped you in that department? Oh, big time! Actually, uh, one of the things I texted him while we were here is I was like, "Yo, Diggs, uh, like, well, whatever we got to do to get this win." And and uh, it wasn't even the physical aspect that I was talking to Diego about. Yeah. Well, it was literally, I, I told him I was like, "Hey, like, this is more mental than anything." So while we're lifting our weights, you know, I was saying like, I, I need mental cues more than I need physical cues. Like, I don't really need the 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 hey, let's go in here and let's do all kinds of crazy hard work that that, um, you know, it's not necessarily going to be beneficial. Yeah, like it's hard work, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's more about the mental cues. And I think that's what having Diego here has helped me with a lot more than yeah. anything else. Can because he, physically, I, I I can go. I can do yeah, a lot of things sure. physically. But it's I think what makes that top tier of a player a lot different is more of the mentality. For can, sure. you, can Coach tell us what he's been doing? Uh, sure. Yeah, you can go. Well, you know, we have this uh, – we have this pretty dope hotel gym here, but uh, we're super limited in time. Like, we literally get an hour a day, and sometimes we get 15, 20 guys. So, you know, you got to get your work in and get out. But um, I was fortunate enough to actually, like I told you, watch every single bubble vlog of the NBA. So I knew how to prepare, sort of. So I kind of set up my room. I saw it, gym. yeah. Yeah. So I've been having, like, a mini intimate sessions with certain guys. That's weird, right? Say <laughs> <laughs> it again. Diego, Diego. Oh, I'm about to go crazy. That, this is the wrong podcast. I set that up for you, though. I set that up for you. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, yeah. I get them in the room and we work we work on their like super individual needs. Right? It's and, just uh, it's a deeper and deeper <laughs> hole. Wait, isn't that Tawa? Yeah, so <laughs> But yeah, I have a setup in the room. I have a gym setup in the room. Where, like, I get Chris in there and we work on, obviously we work on his body, everything he needs more in that. But like I said, we don't have 15, 20 guys running around and me pointing, do this, do that. It's just basically me, him, 45 minutes getting work done. But at the same time, you know, brainstorming, exchanging ideas, yeah. talking about like NBA games in the morning, how we apply it in the game how we recovered from practice, what we're going to do tomorrow, this and that. And it, it works big time, you know, because you build a, you build a rapport with each player and yeah. you build a relationship with each player. And you kind of know exactly what, what, what you need to push some guys, you need to pull back with some guys. And it's nice. And I think that's where we're a little bit lamang yeah. because, I don't know, I guess my, my, what I think I have over a lot of other people outside of the training methodologies and everything is I'm quite young for my job. Sure. You are you know, very young for your job. I literally <laughs> relate to every one of these. These guys could be like outside of basketball. They are actually my friends, mm -hmm. you know, so I could shoot it straight and they could take it. They could tell me straight up and I could take it. So I think that's, that's a good thing. Why uh, we get that special thing. Explain more on a mental standpoint. Are there exercises that you do? Uh, or is it just straight up talk, you know, uh, just conversing? No, it's literally straight up talk. I mean, we're working, but like I said, we don't have the luxury, even when we're in Manila. You know, we have two hours of practice, but we have an hour before weights. So when, as a pro team, you don't have time to like lollygag. It's basically get this done, get this done, next one's up, next one's this, that. So the, the little, the little uh, aspect of like, 
building a real relationship with the yeah. players is what misses sometimes in the PBA. You know, sometimes <laughs> just the, the extra two, three hours you spend after practice hanging out somebody's house, playing video games, playing Monopoly deal, I tell you, that's stuff big time. Oh, that's good. So that's stuff we translate here while we're, pl- while we're working out in the room. Yeah, it's stuff he's done before. It's stuff he's working on, but the conversation you're having, it's the conversation, you know, sure. yeah. as little things as me and him getting to know each other already. Na, even like, in the game, when he misses something, he just looks at the bench and I just like, like literally when I tell him about his balance, I just do this, this and that. Here he knows, you know, and yeah. stuff like that we build in the room. So you yeah. say good night. Do you say good night? Good good morning. <laughs> like it's, it's, is it that kind of is it that kind of relationship, no, Coach? No comment. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all our numbers. I'll give Gino Tanier's number. He does have an exercise called Good Mornings, though. Yeah. Jags, yeah. <laughs> have you heard of the neurolinguistic programming or meta coaching? No, but uh, just Ooh, by the, but just yeah. by the, how do you call it, the context clues, I could put it yeah. together. So I, I sent Chris a, a, a YouTube link uh, of this of this uh, of this meta coach, and I think it's uh, the way you're describing it, the way you're talking about uh, some of the sessions that you guys do. I think it's something that you can probably uh, benefit from. Just to just to at least maybe not master, but uh, just get Dabble ideas. It. Yeah, sure. learn, learn a little bit more about because uh, it's something that I've been doing during the during the lockdown during the. During the I've taken. Oh, me too. This whole like last six watching. months, every day I dedicate an hour, hour and a half to learning. So I'm gonna put yeah. that in for sure. It's this yeah, yeah. one. It's called Mind Control. I'll send it to you. Yeah, that's that's send, next uh, on yeah. the list for sure. I'll, I'll send you more. I'll send you more of the. I appreciate the that. But Gino's also a psychic, so just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So during the playoffs, I, I called Miami and Lakers in the finals. Bro, me too. And then and then I said Lakers and six. What did you say? I said Lakers and five, but what? I did say Lakers and Dallas in the fi- in the Western Finals, and they cheated me. I would have been, I would have been a genius. That <laughs> <laughs> would have gone all the way. <laughs> but I did say Heat in the finals. Okay, so wow. so there's two of us that called Heat. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That's I, Butler's my dude in the East, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. He got he's he's something else, man. Something else. Wow. Yeah, okay. super. Good luck next year. <laughs> dude, they're gonna be pretty good next year when they they'll get be really they'll good. Even, yeah. They'll even be better next year. <laughs> they'll be better next year. <laughs> <With Giannis. laughs> I said the Nets were gonna make it to the uh to the finals next year. I think so too. Once they get KD. The Nets are like a two K team, it's too die out. Yeah. They're too good. They're, that's a that's that's a lot of power. That's a lot of firepower in that team. They just gotta decide what they're trying to do. If they're trying to make it a big three or keep it with a one A, one B, and a bunch of fours. Or or, or do they even have a coach? Do, do they even have a coach? They, Kyrie said they do. They got two coach. coaches. <laughs> they got two coaches. Coach. Steve Nash and KD. Just don't listen to Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Bro. Oh, man. All right. All right. We're done. We're good. Anyways, I'm going to go the, have the next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, All right. Let's let's get their predictions for, 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 for tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, since tomorrow. you're here. It's done? It's done tomorrow. Yeah. Cliff says Miami in seven. 
Uh, oh, he's been, he's, Cliff has actually been with Miami the whole series. I mean, the whole damn. playoffs. So damn. he's one guy that has said. That's true, yeah. though. He has. He has oh. said it. So, did, so there's three of us that said Miami in the finals. Yeah. Oh. All right. Jack, Jack you're, you say it's done tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's done tomorrow. There's too much uh, too much negativity that went against the Lakers. They can't lose tomorrow. Where are those Mamba jerseys tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> This dude, man. <laughs> it's done tomorrow. LeBron finals MVP. Yeah. yeah Chris, yeah. what do you think? Game, uh, seven? Game seven? Nah. You know what? It's actually interesting, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And I'm going to say that, um, you know, with AD kind of having his contusion and stuff like that, you don't really know how he feels as far as his body goes and how it's going to affect his game. But he is a key piece. And I do think that uh, Miami's game plan, uh, even even in game four, was really solid. And they just couldn't – they barely uh, let that one go. And so I think it's going to be a really good game. But what I saw from the last game, uh, Miami's defense was definitely there. And so if the Lakers aren't going to hit shots, it's going to be a long night. Um, and, and the close game, in my opinion, is going to go to, to Miami. LeBron don't want so uh, I'm going to say that Miami's going to win tomorrow and uh, the Lakers are going to win in game seven. Oh, shit. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I great. wouldn't mind that. I, I wouldn't okay. mind that at all. Javier. Javier, Let me tell you one thing, though, last before I leave. Spo needs a lot more credit than this, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After For this, sure. That's what we talked about. After this, yeah. they got to give him more props. Yeah. yeah. It's sucks For to sure. be in uh, Riley's shadow, but the dude is a coach. Yeah. A a amazing. 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 Javier. I'm out. Peace. Take care, coach. Peace, Jack. Thanks, fellas. All right. Peace out. Yep. Uh, I'd love, I'd love for what Chris said to go to Game Seven. I think that would have been so. This would, that would be really ideal for all basketball fans all over the world to see, you know, a Game Seven. But um, there's something in me that says the Lakers are gonna handle yeah, this and and finish it. But going back to what Chris said, if AD is ailing, that could be key, man. Um, if he is limited, he's hobbling. That could change Game Six completely. Yeah. I, I forcing Dwight Howard and Javale McGee. You know, I I I think the Lakers will take it tomorrow. I think uh, the negativity usually, when there's a lot of negativity, the next the next game the Lakers tend to bounce back. Uh, you've seen that with AD. Every time he has a bad game, or if the Lakers lose, the next game he's. He's ready to roll, but with this injury, we'll have to see and find out. But I think the Lakers can lock it down. Gino, I, I, you know, I called Lakers. I called Lakers in six, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't handle. It. I can't handle it. I just, I just can't. I physically cannot handle if this goes seven games. So I need it. I, it's not that I just want it to be over. I need it to be over tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, dude, like my health probably can't do it, man. I don't, <laughs> you don't have any more hair. You don't have any more hair like me, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you still dude, need his I, blood arteries to work, though. I, I cannot. I physically cannot take one more game. As much as I want there to be more NBA, I just physically can't do it. It needs, it needs to be over tomorrow. Yeah, game sevens are tough, man. You guys won't hear from me if there's gonna be if this is gonna go to game seven. Like it's, <laughs> oh, 
quiet. Nobody will hear from me until the seventh game. And it's You're a possibility. Up the chat. But there's a big possibility, you know what I mean, with AD. Sure. Hill, um, and that, that's why. That, that's, that adds to the stress. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Chris, how can we get in touch with you? You got your brand out. I heard, I saw you got new shirts. Yeah. On IG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gifted underscore ph. That is uh, where it's at. Action now. Um, I'm actually gonna get you guys's information after this, so that way uh, I can send it to you in a little gift box. Because uh, we're starting to send out our endorsing or our endorser packs and stuff like that, oh. which is pretty cool. So I'll make nice. sure that uh, each of you guys get one. Nice. Which is dope. So, uh, yeah, I'll get your information after that. So you can follow that at gifted underscore PH. Um, we're really starting to push that, starting to take off. Um, and you can follow me in the bubble. We have our first game tomorrow, actually, against uh, Phoenix. So that's going to be exciting to finally get back out there on the court. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. been posting a lot of things as far as the bubble goes at new 11 new. Um, and yeah, there's the PBA schedule right there. We got Phoenix Super LPG versus the Morocco Bolts 4 p.m. So I will see you guys on TV. Oh, that's at 4 p.m. Okay, I'll watch it as I'm doing my show. All right, all right. Yep. Perfect. Uh, cool. Javier, how can we follow you? Decipher25 on Instagram, on Twitter. <clears throat> and Gino, your shows. Uh, yeah, so J-I-N-N-O, R-U-F-I-N-O on the social media platforms. And then uh, we have Jump Through Hoops on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Game now on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Uh, and Moto Deal, please follow the Moto Deal Facebook page as well as the YouTube channel. So we, we reached 10,000. Finally, we reached after six months, 10,000 subscribers. And nice. we give away helmets. Nice, dude. Oh, that's wow. big time. That's a, that's good, man. That's that's a lot. Congrats. Congrats. Is that is that a lot? I don't I don't know. That's like, a lot. No, ten thousand. Ten thousand. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a lot, actually. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the ten thousand. Is that but a lot? Of, a, lot of, a lot of the subscribers are are from <laughs> India. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they have a big bike market there for sure. I, I actually huge, heard about that. Huge, huge, huge market. Huge. They were the first Asian market to have a KTM. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that is that on Facebook? The Go Moto, the Go. What is it? Moto 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 Deal. Moto Deal. Moto Deal. Mo it's actually a website. It's a it's a website, uh, and part of the marketing of it is where I come in, and that's the YouTube channel and the Facebook page. That's a lot. Ten thousand is is a, is a good number. I mean, I mean, it's motorcycles. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, where our goal is to reach a hundred thousand in a year. I don't know if we're gonna. You get said that was under a year, right? Ten thousand. Six months. Six, Six months. months. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, that's very good. Because you know, you know, how it goes exponential. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. niche market, so not everyone rides a motorcycle. So it, that's pretty good, considering that you know what I mean. It's 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 only been six months. That's that's very good. So. Hope just need to, hopefully just need to keep remembering to promote it because you forget <laughs> i do forget sometimes to, to do shit it's age <laughs> all right so we'll see you guys hey, hey, next, week. next week we'll see what happens tomorrow or does it extend so 
Uh, if it extends, we'll have another conversation. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on uh, Spotify. It's uh, the the Fan Asia, powered by Podcast Network Asia. Also on Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's uh, the Fan Asia. All right, boys. Take care. Have a good one. We'll watch a game tomorrow, Chris. Good luck. Can we play? Good can luck, we play Chris. Diego? Yeah. Can we? Plug uh, Diego. He was a uh, he was part oh, of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diego Lozano. You uh, is there. You can follow him on Instagram. So D L O Z A N. Chris, 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 you're 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 freezing. Chris, you're you you froze. You froze, bud. I froze. Yeah, yeah, you froze. Do it again. Here, Diego Lozano is a zero nine D Lozano, o nine o zero nine again. So zero nine D L O Z A N O zero nine. And just to give you a little bit of background about Diego, he is a uh, strength and conditioning coach of, uh, of course, Miralco uh, Adamson. Uh, he's also worked with individual players and if you look at all the players that he's worked with they all have succeeded they all have had uh, very good uh, seasons very good conferences whether it's uh, chris newsom a chris ross a marshall uh you know Jappet was in there a couple of times i mean he's he's worked with yeah, with everyone alex say, yeah did you say zero nine zero zero nine d Oh, okay. 09D Lozano. Uh, all right. Because this is what I got. Uh, this isn't him, right? Send nudes? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Send nudes. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, go your own. It's, it's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. I would take a picture of that. That's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, only, no, that's definitely not him. I've only worked out with Diego, I think, maybe three, four months, five months. Uh, at his old gym uh, in Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He killed me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This he, guy looks you. like the guy from Mad Magazine. Oh, it was you, Gino. <laughs> to go to him. It was you, Gino, that actually referred me years ago. Me? Yeah, yeah, years ago when I wanted to work on my legs. And yeah, basically, yeah, my legs are shot after, you know, he's really good. For those that are want to want to excel on a professional level or just maintain a, a level of excellence uh diego's diego's no joke man he he'll find your weakness yeah he will you'll find your weakness he'll find it uh this is not him by the way it's it's send really nudes <laughs> just remember to send nudes <laughs> i took a picture i'm to nine in spanish too is it zero nine d zero nine <laughs> Sorry, Diego. Sorry, man. Sorry, coach. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Zero nine. You sure it's not a burner account? Zero nine D L O Z A N O O nine. Sorry, coach. Oh my god. Password encrypted. Hilarious. Oh gosh. All right, guys. Take care. You gotta All watch right. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And oh, I hope Chris. so. Yeah, hey guys. full day of games tomorrow. We'll see you. I, I want to see. I want to see a, like a, a webcam on Gino throughout the whole game. <laughs> I might do IG live just for the fuck of it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, man. All right, man. Peace out. Peace. Peace.